Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the Archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, <laughs> Jeff Thomas, Lucy V. Freeman, and our Executive Director, Cooper. Now... You look exactly beardy, Harriet, I, I have to say. You yes, bit of a facial HR, hair, the EMAC, the, think, either the EMAC's not working or the HRT is doing really I well. Think, I yes, I think I need to have a chat with my doctor about yeah. this latest round of HRT. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have overdone the <laughs> testosterone. Uh, with me, Jeff Thomas, and not Harriet Carmichael this week, because she is... Still salapetting, whizzing oh, up and down the slopes, shouting at small children as they get hit in the foreheads with okay. chairlifts. So we can look forward to her being back with a broken ankle yep. next week. Well, they, okay. one of the children went out there with a broken <clears throat> wrist, so, you know. Oh, really? Oh, no, finger, finger. Oh, dear. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll get back to the script, shall I? Now, before we make a start, on, now before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. It was a bits and pieces week this week. I'd just settled down in one location when I was being lurched off into another before I'd caught on, like being on an agricultural waltzer. And some of it had definitely been written by the National Theatre of Brent, but more of that anon. Anyway. We began the week with the Aldridges doing entirely normal Aldridgey things. Brian staring fixedly at a heron and Kate <laughs> describing opening the front door as playing along with a silly game. Oh. Nolitando turned up after flying hundreds of miles, was greeted with a bowl of soup. If I'd been on the... I'd, I'd have been straight on the plane home. But no, she stuck it out. I was surprised by how many people knew Nolitando. I feel like we hardly know her, but apparently she knows everyone, including Justin and Natasha, who I don't remember her ever meeting. <laughs> David has now started measuring straw, as well as grass. Maybe he could count trees that aren't there, like Kate. The new people that have bought the field want to put an electric charging point in. I thought it was going to be grazing for horses. Electric horses. Maybe they're going to install a carousel. Brilliant. That'll be the most fun Ambridge has had for decades. And then Valentine's Day arrived and they all spent it in their own idiosyncratic little ways. David had arranged a Valentine's treat for Ruth. He said it's only small, but she knows that. Surely they've got three children. In the more glamorous surroundings <laughs> of the Valentine's ball at Lolo... Rory and Paul were having a shouted conversation, which was entirely unnecessary as the music hadn't even started and it sounded like a sherry party at a vicarage. Freddie was DJing, or DJing, as David put it, and Nolly Tando was taking a rather prurient interest in his love life. Considering the last time Freddie saw Nolly, he'd persuaded her to take something that resulted in her sitting on the windowsill thinking she could fly, and Kate half killed him, he seems to have been welcomed back into the Nolly-Kate axis with open arms, which is a bit weird. We spent a good three minutes of that episode debating whether or not Rory and Alice should go home. Do you want to? Oh, no, I'm fine, honestly, don't worry. No, I don't mind at all. For future reference, chaps, I just pretend I'm going to the loo and pop out the fire door. It's worked for me for decades and I can thoroughly recommend it. I'm usually home in bed with a cup of tea while everyone else is still shouting in an alleyway. However <laughs> prurient Nolly's interest was in Freddie's love life, it was as nothing compared with Justin's interest in Freddie and Julianne. Justin has proved my long-held theory that men over the age of 40 are the gossipiest group of people on the planet. Ooh. How people have the cheek to talk about old women. If you want to see an older man light up like a pinball machine, just waft a bit of salacious tittle-tattle in front of him. Julie Gran gave a staunch defence to Justin of her use of annoying students as flirtation fodder and then ruined it by saying that when a man goes out with a young woman, it goes by unremarked upon, which instantly put us squarely in National Theatre of Brent territory. <laughs> Justin was typically cagey in a very archersy way about what he actually does, you know, as a job, like Julianne. 
the scriptwriters seem to think that business, with a capital B, is an actual area of industry. He is in business. Justin actually said, the field of business that we are in. Whatever this is, the success of it seems to hinge on knowing whether Bill's going to retire or not. Damn it, Marjorie. In a situation that nobody saw coming, Will Grundy managed to cheer someone up. Admittedly, it was Brian, and he cheered him up by driving about and asking him to be a human sat-nav. And by the way, Brian, everyone dreads Adam's big serious face at the door, not just you. <laughs> Brian then forgave Roy and Krusty for turning his front garden into an enormous damp bonfire. I did have some sympathy with him there. As a gardener, this time of year, you pull up all the brown stuff and the stick stuff and the dead stuff and make a massive pile of it and then look about and say, splendid, that looks so much worse now than it did before. Anyway, then Roy and Krusty did their bit in cheering Brian up through the medium of packing a voxel prostate with heavy furniture. As everyone could see coming, her entire family's uselessness precipitated a crisis for Alish on the old boozy booze front. But her AA coach set her right and the programme ended with the inevitable contact details for organisations to contact if you have been in contact with a stubborn, self-important, selfish old git who is having to struggle with the first nasty situation that his wife hasn't been able to get him out of. The end. <laughs> and who hasn't been in one of those situations? <laughs> I know I have. Oh, God, wasn't he awful this <clears throat> evening? Brian had a bit of a banner week this week all oh. around, didn't he? <clears throat> what a knobber, honestly. <laughs> but don't, don't sugarcoat it, Lucy. Tell us what you really think about but Brian. how dare he? It's like, you know, never mind the fact that she's somebody's mother, somebody's daughter, somebody's sister, somebody's aunt, somebody's, mm-hmm. you know... It's all about me. I miss her. I wish she wasn't dead, so I'm just going to ruin it for everybody else. Next. Well, I, I, I kind of see where he's... I mean... What? I, I don't... Well, hang on. Bear with me. I don't condone him being an absolute knobber about it all. And, um, and that whole thing with, um, uh, uh, with Roy and uh, Krusty mm. was... was telegraphed a mile away that was only ever going to end in mm. tears even if they did yeah well they, they did sort of patch it up but only because brian wanted more help with the garden i think yeah um <clears throat> but um well let's face it they could have done it like you know home front or something whatever it's called that thing yes. where they garden rescue when they go and you know and he could have come back and it could have all have been decking and terracotta pots everywhere and, and a water have, water feature a water feature and he should have feature, bitched yes. But anyway. Yes. Although although the presence of Charlie Dimmock might have cheered him up. Charlie a bit. and her Dimmocks, yes. Yes. In, <laughs> in the absence in the, in the absence of his of his wife now. Um I, Can you imagine well, actually Brian going, What the hell are you doing? I say hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I absolutely can imagine him doing that. Uh, for the record. Uh, I sort of um so I have I kind of uh, understand uh where he's coming from. Um so as you as you know, I left home when I was ten. Mm. Um, I was sent away to boarding school, and that was the end of my family life essentially. So um, much as I love my parents and all, um, I I know that if and when, well, if when one of them goes, you can't will... talk about your parents' funeral arrangements. <laughs> No, well, no, 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 that's, that's, that's not what I'm going to say. Okay. What I'm going to say is it will be, I know it will be, a much bigger deal for them or whoever's left mm. than it will be for me. Right. And I think particularly when you get to that age, whatever age they are, they're in their 70s, right? When you get to that age and you've spent a long time together and, you know, the the kids are all around and about and some of them not even that anymore i mean debbie's gone and rory's there some of the time but mostly not and your while your world does become quite small then and and i think for brian that's what's happened essentially so right. he's you know um jenny was was his world and she's gone and it's um, and the rest of the rest of them, so all the all the kids and the grandchildren all, and so on, have all got their own partners and their own lives and their own children and so on and so forth, which is, first of all, it, it, it means means that they had less to do with Jenny on a daily basis anyway, 
And secondly, they've got things to distract them and they've got things to get on with, whereas Brian doesn't anymore. He's basically retired. Um, What's that got to do with him? You've gone very far away. Have you walked to the other end of the room? Oh, I see. Could, could you let him out without locking him out this time? Yeah, I know. Right. We've just, yeah. listeners, we've just had, we've just had a bit of a, <laughs> bit of an emergency. Uh, but Lucy rang me and said, oh dear, I've locked the dog. I've accidentally locked the dog in the front room. What am I going to do? Because the, the doorknob had come off. And uh, <laughs> so there were, we started to record slightly late this evening because we had to find a pair of pliers. Yes. And get... Well, no, you're out. in Holland. I had to find a pair of pliers. Uh, oh, I see. So I wasn't involved in this at all then. Well, yes, you told me what to do, but long yes. distance. <laughs> I was the one at the sharp end doing the actual work. Yes. So, so is Paul Cooper locked out now? No, he's now standing in the doorway while I freeze. But anyway, that's fine. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, where was I? I was saying about I was complaining Brian. that what the hell did that have to do with him deciding that he was going to stop the children... Having a funeral for their mother. Oh, well, no, I get this as well. So I can't believe I'm standing up for Brian twice in the same week. Me neither. But funerals, honestly, waste of time and money. They're not. They're a they ritual. They are. Yes, hurrah. Great. A very expensive <laughs> ritual that's causing enormous amounts of friction. I'm, I'm with Brian on this. When I die... Burn me in a cardboard box and scatter my ashes in the wood. I might burn you in a cardboard box while you're still alive. You don't know that. You can't guarantee. Who it's knows? all about it's all about social norms. Funerals. It isn't. It isn't. It absolutely is. Well, it's been made that like weddings. It's been made into yeah. a sodding enormous exactly. industry. But it doesn't yes. have to be that. Yes. But it still should. There should still be some marking of the passing. Not that's just... fine. You can have a memorial service or whatever. Okay. Well, maybe that's what they should do. And a piss up down the pub. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you shouldn't have the piss up down the pub. Yeah, I, I don't see Jenny being. Well, no, Jenny's obviously not material. going to the pub anymore. No, no, you know, but she, she never she did. Dead. I don't remember her ever going to the bull. I mean, she was born there. I don't remember her ever going after she was. Was she really born in the bull? Yeah. Literally in the bull. I think. Well, she's yeah. She she was she grew up there. I don't know if she was born born there. Oh, I didn't. I, I, I might have known that at some level, I suppose. No, I don't think I did. Huh. So hang on, why did she grow up in the bull? Because her mother was Peggy, who was the landlady. Peggy was the landlady? Yeah. Right. No, I don't think I did know that. <laughs> so how long, have, how long have Kenton and Jolene been there then? Um, oh, gosh, probably about 15 years. Oh, right. Mm. Before that, it was uh, Kathy and Sid. Oh, yes, I did know those names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And then before that, I don't know who it was before that, actually. Hmm, okay. Anyway, so I agree with Brian about the funeral. If he doesn't want to make a fuss, then don't. he doesn't have to make a fuss. Yeah, but and it's just, it's causing it's not so just much him. grief. It's yeah, not well, just him. Then fine. It, uh, the alternative would be then for him to say to the rest of them, right, you lot, get on with it. I'm going to Mallorca for a week. Fine, but he's not even doing that. They said no, to him he, today, but he wouldn't be we'll, allowed. To we'll do, do that. it without you, and he still went no, 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 no. He, they, what they said was, we'll arrange it without you, but then he'd still be he'd still be required to attend. Oh, and then he'd find himself hating the fact that it's a casket and not a coffin, Ugh. and you know all the rest of it. He's a total man child, absolute but idiot. He's anyway, like a spoiled brat. Well, he is. He absolutely. But yeah, that's Brian for you. Mm. But we're getting away, I think, from the main takeaway of uh, of this week, which is that Brian is leaving, I think. Yes, I also think this. When he was talking about the house being empty yeah. and, you know, what's here for me anymore. Yeah. And uh, I reckon... And actually, it would make... I think purely in terms of him as an actor, mm. you know, um, a lot of the people that he's that he's worked with over the years have mm, left yeah. in recent months. Yeah. Um, and he's, uh, I suppose he's probably ages, he might, I mean, he must be ages with Brian, right? Yeah. The actor. Yeah. So it's probably about time to start yeah. thinking about hanging up his microphone. Yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, we've got to have the inevitable massive Aldridge scrap about the will and who's taking over the farm and the shares and blah, 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 blah. So, and he will want to be there for that. 
Yes. And so I also he probably f- won't give up the farm. He won't give up the, the commercial concern, but he won't be there. So I think he'll go and live with Debbie in Hungary for a bit or something. Oh, so he'll just, he won't, he won't give it to anybody. He'll just say, right, well, sod the lot of you. Then yeah, I'll and then, but then when they decide to, 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 to actually yeah, kill yeah, yeah, off yeah, the yeah, character, yeah, then yeah, it will yeah. be Armageddon. Yeah. I think he's got to, he's got to stick around for long enough to, because this whole, this whole thing with uh, Rory and, um, and, yeah, and Julianne and Justin mm. and who's who else got somebody else got told just yesterday, I think. Who was it? Who uh, got told was it well, was it Justin, in fact? Am I thinking about uh, Justin? Yeah. I thought no, somebody ju- else got told as well. No, it was Justin. Okay, Justin, it was Justin. But anyway, so Justin now knows what mm. was going on. Mm. Uh, and it is about it's going to come out in the village now and Brian is going to find out about it. Mm. And then that so we, he, Brian is going to have to stick around long enough to have that. Because mm. Kate, three, uh, Alice knows, battle. doesn't she? Alice knows now. Alice knows um, and Justin knows. And Justin knows, exactly, yeah. And Justin is going to tell Lillian and Lillian will tell Linda and Linda will, you know, yeah. like to, you know. She wouldn't so tell, Lillian wouldn't tell Linda, but she might tell, she might assume that one of the other siblings knows and tells them accidentally. Yeah, sure, she'll tell Tony yeah. or, you know. yeah. But in, in and Pat will go, Brian I already knew, actually. <laughs> yes. I knew ages ago. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's that's all going to come out. Yeah. Oh, clearly. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think he's leaving, like, in the next three weeks, because I think that... And also, he, Charles Collingwood is like a sort of an ambassador for the Archers. He's sort of wheeled out on so many occasions and in so many different things. Yeah. He's sort of like the... The, the face of old school Radio 4, there's going to be a huge... Him leaving will be a huge thing. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And uh, so I don't think they will... They'll, they won't kill him off, not for... They won't kill him off, but they'll... No. He'll, he'll, he'll move out of Ambridge, I think. Yeah, yeah. He well, maybe he'll go with, to South Africa. Yeah, or he could move in with Julianne. That'd be nice. <laughs> they're ideal, ideally suited. Oh, yes. A pair of no, gits. They'd... They'd, uh, they'd really be uh, be good for each other, I think. Yep. Um, the, that whole, uh, I mentioned briefly that thing with Roy and, uh, and Krusty. Mm. Um, and can I just say that th- the route to resolving that was one of the most ridiculous pieces of radio I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Welcome to our world. <laughs> that that whole that whole yeah that whole um, sat nav thing. Yeah. And and um, you can see it now. I can't. Here we go. I can never remember, even after I've just listened to it. I can never remember. It was Will, wasn't it? Will. Yeah. Right. And I can never remember whether it's Will or Ed. Okay. And normally, if it makes you want when... to throw things at the radio, it's Will. <laughs> really, I quite. I, I don't. I find both of them are fine. Yeah, that's because you you haven't been listening long enough for no, Will to no, have right. had an episode. Exactly. When you yes. when you have, then you'll yeah. Okay, because normally Give it time. when it, when you've got a situation like that, you you think well, Will's with so you do it by partners. Yeah, Will's with Ed, yeah. but this, obviously that doesn't help <laughs> in, in this particular instance. <laughs> it just confuses things further. So which ones with Emma now? I think they were probably driving along with Brian's hand on Will's knee because yes. I think he finds it quite difficult to be in a car with anybody without their, his hand on their knee. So yes, I'm sure. <laughs> <And> <laughs> They're going, probably in a relationship. At every, ooh, yeah. at every corner and, <laughs> and doing the, the phantom braking in the passenger seat. And, but that was just ludicrous. What a ludicrous... I mean, Will has literally been there his entire life. Yes, and also Brian's grieving. He's not retarded. I mean, he, no, no, <laughs> he no. knows what, you know... Of course. And I mean, he did say, you don't really need me to do this, do you? You know, and he'd have said, oh, piss off your patronising Well, no, that, that's exactly it. He'd yeah. have said that before he ever got anywhere near yes. the car. What are you talking about? Why do yes. you want me to drive around with you pointlessly? Don't, delivering don't be bloody ridiculous. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So, um, so that was, that was uh, yesterday, a week of, of quite some, some odd uh, <laughs> odds and sods. That was a particularly <laughs> odd one. It was it was an odds and sods week. I said bits and pieces, but we'll go for yes, the more crude yeah. odds and sods. Yes. Um, and yeah, David and Ruth sitting, oh, in, sitting in the freezing no. barn. Can we not talk about this bit? Can we just why why was draw that a veil? Well, first of all, I mean, I got the, I got the strong feeling that they might be talking about sex. 
Really? When right at the beginning of when they were, what did what did? Um, hang on, I made some notes. What did they? So he said, oh yes. So when they started talking about having time and energy for something else, with lots of wiggling eyebrows. Oh. And I thought, oh no, I hope they're not talking about because, honestly, I, I. <laughs> I, when David and Ruth go to bed, I'm quite convinced that they're like Morecambe and Wise. Yeah. <laughs> Both in identical stripy pyjamas. Yes, yes. With them buttoned up right to the neck. <laughs> Hands that, outside that, the covers. And that, exactly. And <laughs> that thing down. that they do, the thing they do on stage where they've got the sheet yeah. doubled back so yeah. that they can't, can't yeah. possibly touch. Because there's no, there's no way that David and Ruth have a sex life. No. I mean, I've never, I don't think I've ever met another couple that are as... Unsexy. They're just, yes, they're both mm. cold fish. Mm. They yeah. never, there's never any um, spark between them. No. There's never any badinage that's no. not, you know, arse clenchingly yeah. awful. Oh, uh, David. <laughs> yes, <laughs> awful. And, and, and then the next thing we know, they're in, yes, they're in a, in a, in a filthy... <laughs> Pigsty, as far as I can make out, with, with some fart, fart-shaped fairy lights, which I quite enjoyed. Fart-shaped. Um, I thought that was what he said. Maybe. It, oh no, heart-shaped makes more sense, I suppose. <laughs> so they're in a they're in a smeggy pig shed. Smeggy pig shed. Um, and, with a, and a, with a pig, oh, the box full of cheese. With a. <laughs> Just to add to the smell quotient. A smeggy pig shed with a box full of cheese, and 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 the. David's giving it the, I do have one more thing for you, just something small, like you said. Yes. And, 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 and saying that he'd been making it harder for Ruth, <laughs> which I particularly enjoyed. And then there was the kissing. Yes. And it was just 10 minutes of radio that I'd rather forget, okay. honestly. It was just awful. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, didn't, did you see what I meant, though, about the, the lower Loxley? When Rory and Paul were like, are you enjoying it? <laughs> yes. There was no music. There was nothing happening that they were no, shouting No, nothing had over. started yet. No. And there were about six people there. Indeed. But it's like, they were, yeah. there was like six people and those two oh. huddled up together, roaring in each other's ears, <laughs> trying yeah. to make, make it make the other one ear. When actually yes. they could have just gone, good evening, Paul. Good evening, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> yes, cl- glass of sherry, indeed. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it was uh, that that whole thing was, and and the, and then the whole Rory and um, um, and Alice um, oh, fanny, fannying about we uh, whether they I was like, it just I don't care either way, no, really. No, no, do it like, no. <clears throat> do it like. It was to remind us that she's now colleague, wasn't it? Uh, I presume. Yes, that all. So I, uh, to be fair to the scriptwriters, um, I I did, uh, I missed it. Uh, it was it was only when she came back and found Rory the next morning. Yes. Do do we know who Max is? By the way, he's nobody, is he? No. No. Okay. Good. Um, when she found Rory and Max and the the shit tip that he mm. turned the cottage into, mm. at that point, I then went, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. You know, uh, but I'd missed the I'd missed the cues before that, so. Mm. Despite the the script writers, do we think Rory is going to have like a, a, a because no, yeah, he's clearly got issues with boundaries. Yeah, because people say no, he doesn't believe them. He tries to sort of coerce them. But he's very young, isn't he? That whole thing with with Julianne was just about him being young, really. But have you noticed that when he's when he's with a bloke, it's about sex and it's very quick and it's very kind of, there's no, you know, one night stands and everything else. But then he's got mummy Julianne who he sort of reveres and then it's, you know, she's becomes a sort of a role model for him. I can't, can you imagine him having that relationship with an older bloke that he had with Julianne? Because I think this is completely mother fixation and the you know turning her into sort of some women into some sort of um, unapproachable goddesses, whereas boys he's just happy to have a quick shag. But there's uh, in neither of those situations is there anybody that he sees he actually values as a person. No, that's absolutely right. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't seem capable of uh, of a. Uh, 
a, a sort of meaningful, stable, mm. two-sided, sort of equal relationship with anybody. But his his relationships with men and women are very different indeed. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And I just didn't like... There's something odd about... about. I mean, I know, I know obviously, you can't have his children come out normal, but um, there's something slightly sort of coercive or sort of not definitely not respecting boundaries definitely definitely he's not respecting alice's he wasn't respect you know he'd got, he'd got a half naked stoned bloke in the sitting room when she brought her two-year-old home yep. um you know not respecting paul's when he tries to sort of put his hand mm-hmm. in his pants when paul said no yep, yep. uh he just doesn't he can't communicate without it being either sex or enormous sort of overly reverent respect which is you know equally as as unhelpful as as the as the boundarylessness yes i mean i think the big one with julianne was as much her fault as his um she she started out i mean there was that point at which we realized that they were there was definitely more going on than just this professional relationship Uh, and that was driven by her because i think to begin with it was purely professional yeah and then she took it further than that. So I'm not sure any of it's his fault. I mean, it is a bit. She was a bit sort of groomy with him, and and he he's had such a complex upbringing that I think no one's actually taught. I mean, he's he looked at Jenny and Brian, and that's a peculiar situation in the first place. Where else is he going to get his influence? Where else is he seeing a normal marriage? He isn't really, because he's in Ambridge. <laughs> what chance yes. does he have? Good luck to him finding a yeah, normal marriage exactly. there, indeed, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he was ever likely to be a bit buggered up, wasn't he, really? Yes, poor chap. So I don't think you can talk about... I mean, the fault lies with who... It's, the fault lies with whoever's got the most power in the relationship, and with... Rory, it was always Julianne because she was paying for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who's bought this fart, this this field, the the, uh, the the David and Ruth field that they want to put an electric charging point in? Oh yeah, I, so this I thought this it was going to be Vince. No, well, um, it was supposed to be ponies, wasn't it? Yes, ponies. Uh, yes, um, and now it's going to be a rural charging station for <laughs> ele- electric cars. One car. Really? Yes. So maybe. Hang on, hang on. What, what makes you say it's just one car? That makes no sense. But they said they called it an electric charging point. Yes, but I think you know. Oh, is that a bank of them? Exactly. So there will oh. be a number of of charging stations for cars oh. in a field. Right. Do you think it's a pony trekking centre or something? You can't really trek just round a field. Ooh. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think the ponies are going to be there anymore at all. Oh. So the, the point is that... Is it somewhere order... for people to graze their Teslas? Then they can yes, charge well, them up and exactly. ride them round the field. Well, no, the, the, Mowing the whole... people down willy-nilly. <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole problem with, um, with electric cars at the moment is it's fine if you live in London or somewhere like that where you only ever do 20 miles in a day yes. anyway. It's not that fine of... if you happen to be the pedestrian crossing <clears throat> in front of them, to be honest. No, okay. No. Um, but you have to I be quite I'm... a fast runner, I think. <laughs> but the, the, you don't have you don't have the automatic driving in the UK, do you? No. Or do you? No. no. Okay. And and you so, don't look at it funny because if you so look that, at it funny, it might take against you and try and speed up and mow <laughs> you down. Actually, I notice when I'm walking the dog that Teslas occasionally warn me off when we get too close. What? They yeah they they bleep and flash at you. Really? Yeah. Is that when Jazzy's peeing up their front wheel or something? Yeah, or trying to uh, trying to fetch out a normally he's trying to fetch out a meatball from underneath one of them. The Dutch, <laughs> for reasons best known to themselves, the Dutch leave meatballs and meatballs and boiled eggs lying around all over the place. Um, they they have them in their lunch and just discard them. I don't know why it is, but there's that's really my, my, and they put my bread dog in is hedges forever as well. finding meatballs under hedges. Yeah, is it bread in hedges? Did you say? No, meatballs under hedges. That's their favourite. <laughs> Perhaps they're trying to grow meatball trees. I yep. don't know. Weird. Or perhaps it's all those meatballs that rolled under off under off off of the table and and out of the door. Yes, 
Oh, that you, yeah. You know, I remember the, my the, children singing that. It's very sweet. <laughs> um, uh, so yes, Tesla. But the point is that you, if you want to go anywhere further than down the road and back again, you have to like a petrol station. And so you know, if, when I drive to see my in-laws in or my ex-in-laws in Germany. I can't get down there on one tank of petrol. We inevitably have to fill up along yeah. the way. Uh, but the, so it's like that with electric cars, but more so. Yeah. And the, the, there are no rural charging stations, or there are oh, very few rural I charging see. stations in the UK. So in order to make electric cars viable for everybody, and that's what they were talking about. So talking about doing away with petrol and diesel entirely by 20 some ludicrously optimistic yes, date. Yes, that's completely abandoning everybody that lives outside <clears throat> of conurbation. Exactly. Then what mm. they're going to have to do is make sure that when you're on a longer journey or if you live in the countryside or whatever, you can always, you're not going to just run yeah. out of power Get in the middle of Get as far as Hobbiton Junction and then it all packs exactly. up. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So they're going to have to start building these charging stations and they're ah. going to have to start building them in fields. Right. Wow. So that but, is why... That is why. But who do we think it is? Does it need to be somebody? What is doing the building of the... Well, yes, because it's always somebody, isn't it? It's always somebody. I sound like Harriet now. I'm looking for a, the twist, Jeff. The mm. twist mm. is um, that uh, they suddenly, uh, you know, you suddenly go, aha, and it's like Scooby-Doo and they, you know, they, they put, you pull off the mask and you go, ah, it was you all along. Mm, uh, yes. And it's always somebody that you, we knew, but we didn't suspect. Except we've usually suspected absolutely but everybody. But I don't think there's anything intrinsically nefarious about setting up a mm. Tesla charging station in a field, is there? Well, yes, because they asked for it, because the use purpose was <clears> that <throat> it was going to be to have to put the ponies in. And now they've changed it. So it's the end of the wedge. It's going to be an enormous cereal factory by the end of the week. <laughs> you well, laugh, maybe. but you don't... Or, an, or another <laughs> abattoir. Ooh, now that would make things spicy, wouldn't it? Though? Yes, actually that would be a massive help because there aren't enough abattoirs, are there? So it's always moaning about that. No. Well, there's enough abattoirs, so there's lots of people to work in them. And that's why well, that Vince to... was bringing up this, <clears throat> it was was uh, was had bought the new abattoir. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that seems to be an issue in in whatever you're doing these days. There aren't. Yes, I don't know. Did it... did did a lot of people get taken away by aliens during COVID? Yes, because the, 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 there was a piece of paper, and everybody said, "Go away, we don't want you." So they went, and then we said, "Actually, could you come back, please?" Because <clears throat> I know, but out... this is an issue everywhere. Mm. So it's an issue here in the Netherlands as well. There's mm. all the People, I don't know, I think there's lots of people just shitting at home now. Yeah. Sorry, that sounded like I said shitting. I it didn't, did. I said <laughs> shitting. <laughs> what to make but honestly, what shitting, better place, just... what better place <laughs> if you're, yes, if you're to shit to. than at home, you know? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so it's, in that, it's an issue everywhere. So mm. as far as I can, I can only imagine that the aliens turned up and took away yes. about three billion people. That's what they were doing with those bloody... Weather balloons. balloons. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm glad we got that sorted out. Yeah, I know. Oh, good. Well, yeah. I people can sleep easy tonight. Can't yeah. Um, Next, I solved. That. I did. I did enjoy. Um, by the way, talking about the uh, the, the disco. Yes. The, the disco tech. Yes. Um, I did enjoy uh, Freddie's uh, laissez-faire attitude <laughs> to to what he was going to do, so, and and saying. Which really made me laugh, and literally laugh out loud, saying that he'd read the room. And I thought, <laughs> well, if you do that, Freddie, you'll be the first person in the history of sodding Ambridge ever, ever to successfully read a room. <clears throat> um, and I, I, by the way, I thought, uh, talking about Freddie, uh, I, I am, uh, as I think you know, I am largely oblivious to the intentions of the opposite sex. Um, I I do re subtle hints and subtitles. And you need never mind. Yeah, exactly, hints, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, just go way over straight over my head. Mm. Um, but nonetheless, so I used to. I've sung in various. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently: Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. 
If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Fans down the years. Uh, and I was always aware when I did that, when I was in the spotlight, as Freddie is as the DJ, I mean, the DJ's like catnip for yeah. sort of teenage girls. Yeah. Um, when I was doing that, there was always, always, always somebody who would, you know, put feelers out. No, let me rephrase that. Not put feelers out. Somebody who would be, you know, showing an interest. And, yes, yes. Uh, and Freddie has DJed quite a bit, and he's done he's done some reasonably big gigs even, I think, hasn't he? He mm. must know. Yeah. yeah. And, yet, and yet he was not only oblivious to it, but completely um, unwilling to believe that it could possibly be true. Yes, I know. Is his, his self-confidence really that low? Surely not. I think his awareness, I think he's a bit like you on that front. He's, his awareness <laughs> is just a bit, you know, he's not, he's, he floats off, Freddie. Float off yes, but, but then he drifts but then, off and doesn't sort of pay attention to what's happening. But then even, even when, um, uh, uh, I can never remember a bloody name. Nolly Tando. Nolly. Tando, that's exactly Nolly. That's much easier, Nolly. Um, when Nolly Tando uh, was, was telling him the score, he wouldn't have it. No, but that's because he fancies her. Ah, no, yeah, that crossed my mind. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Has she, this, so here's, uh, here's a Mr. Newbie question. So this is the oh, first God. time I've, I've met uh, Nolly. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, it made me, this was last week, but this really, really made me laugh as well. Uh, when Kate was saying, oh, we need to talk about Kate, by the way. Good Lord. Um <laughs> Uh, when Kate was saying that the most important thing in her whole world were her kids, yeah. After which I half expected her to go on and say, you know, thingy and yeah, yeah. what's her face yeah. and uh, who'd you and call the other it? One. Yeah. Yes, um, but I think this is, this is certainly the first time I've met Nolly. Yeah. Uh, but I'm. But clearly she she has at least in the storyline been in the village before. Yes, has she has. The actress. She's okay. She's yes. been in the show yeah. before. I think she's got a lovely voice. She does have a lovely, really, voice. really she gorgeous does. voice. Yes. I like her a lot. In fact, uh, Daniel Millichip said, move over Molly. Nolly is the new drug to bring the young people of Ambridge to life. (laughs) I didn't even know she was what was missing. But that's exactly right. She suddenly... That is exactly right. She sounded... She actually sounded like an authentic young person. Yes. I I wanted to say this. I thought all all those scenes with all those young people were really, really good this week. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of older people didn't like them, not because they weren't acted, no. but just because they find the younger ones boring. Yes, and and sort of inconsequential compared with what's going on. You know, the big hefty yes. storylines. No, well, I know but, that know, whenever we're, we're rapidly running out of older people on, you know, <laughs> well, we started off with a glut, and now and now and now we can't find them anywhere. So, but I know. wonder, I wonder, in all seriousness, if this, if we are having a very slow, generational, very gentle shift. reboot mm. of the archers. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I know when I go, when I accidentally um, go to Facebook and happen upon um, one of the pages yes. that it is frequented by Archers fans there, mm-hmm. that there are inevitably people frothing at the mouth about yeah. the young people. Yes, in the show. yes. Um, 
and I and I think if they do have this sort of soft reboot, yeah, um, it will definitely. It'll have to be really soft, won't it? Yes. Mm. Otherwise, they're going to lose a lot of listeners. There's a right, and I don't. Right. I'm not sure that young people um, are ready to. Yeah. Step up. Yet. Probably not. Yes. Oh well. So this. Mm. Well, we might be seeing. I hate to say it, we might be seeing the beginning of the end for the arches one way and another. Should I not have said that out loud? No. Mm. Anyway, everybody, that was <laughs> See you next week. Or when, not. Possibly. When Harriet's back, the grown-up in the room. Oh, my God. No, but seriously. No, we're not talking about that. Okay, all right, okay, fine. But let's not talk about it. God. I, I think that it's... Let's go it's... back to talking about your plans for your <clears throat> parents' funeral. <laughs> yeah, but they've got quite a nice back garden, so I thought I'd oh, just... Oh, that's compost or something. And, and, and a large patio, mm. I have to say. So, oh, you know. excellent. Mm. Okay. Um, and uh, we, should, we should just talk briefly about Kate if, before we get onto the letters. Shouldn't we? In the way that that book, like, we need to talk about Kevin. Is it like we need to talk about Yes, mm. yes. Because Unbelievable. she is just utterly, utterly insufferable. Yeah. And what the... I, I am honestly waiting for Jacob one day just to go sod this yeah. and sack it completely. Because yeah. what he's getting out of that relationship, I have no idea. Well, people have speculated that she has special gifts. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she's quite bendy, I'd imagine, with all the yoga. <laughs> so it's that, that thing, bendy that thing gifts. about. See, I've lived, I've lived with, without wanting to be too specific, I've lived with people yes. a bit like yes. Kate, yes, <laughs> who are constantly in danger of being distracted and becoming obsessed with the, the next thing. shiny yeah. thing, yeah. exactly. And that the next line, shiny chakra. <clears throat> that line, yes, that yes. Oh, it's all a bit near the knuckle. <clears throat> that line about just wanting to shut the door and move on yeah. was perfect. Yeah. yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. I'll that just throw exactly... a lighting match on yes. this. Yes. Yeah. And then I will go. Because, this, you know. This uh, thing that I've spent an enormous yeah. amount of time and, and especially money yeah. on, and I'm also, just going to sack it. The fact that I made <clears throat> my parents leave their house because I kicked up such a massive fuss that um, they were going to sell the land that Spiritual mm-hmm, Hummus mm-hmm. was on and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and uh, you know, and then at the end of all that to go, nah, I'm bored now. I'm going <laughs> yes. over here. You know. I'm going to go check for gaps in hedges. That was a stroke <laughs> of genius by Stella, by the way. It really was, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. That was the, that was the, um, that was the, the Tom Sawyer uh, whitewashed fence. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Look how much fun I'm yeah. having checking yeah. for these gaps in hedges, yeah. Kate. Yeah. I don't think I could let you have a go. Yes. It's too much fun. It's probably fun. too difficult for you, Kate. You'd never manage it, what with you not being a businesswoman. I can do that, Stella. I can do oh, that. She's just <laughs> awful. I know quite a lot of quite a lot of our listeners have, have a big soft spot for her, but I just... I think, I think Harriet yeah, loves just, her because, because yeah. Harriet's so good at doing Kate's voice. Oh, and yeah. she's such fun to do because she does say the most mind-bogglingly astonishing well, she's, she's, things. And she's a caricature of herself, yeah, isn't yeah, she? You know, yeah. you can, it's easy yeah. to write Kate. And sometimes you, you get the odd glimpse of the, the, the actual sensible person underneath. Yeah, Kate. Very briefly. But very, very rarely and very briefly, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I did, it, I found the Alice stuff really interesting because, um, because we said... Was it because of, of, of Catherine? Yes, I know. That's why I found it interesting. I know. Jeff loves Catherine Jakeways. I do love Catherine Jakeways. She's a brilliant writer yes. and a brilliant actress. And yes, she's just... Well, I'm mostly... I'm in my, in my, to, to make myself seem slightly less seedy, it is... I do love her for her writing. Mm. Yeah, I have a thing about writers, you know. Mm. Mm. I let um, Kerry Davis know. <laughs> <laughs> um, she she How do you did... How about I, I can't... <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't need one. Um, I. She did that. I'm. I can't. What was the name of that thing she did with the with Justin Edwards and the trains and oh um, yes, Kristin Cavallero yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was one of the Rosie best Cavallero. things. I'm not, I'm not. Thank you. 
Exactly. I knew it began with a K. Um, Rosie Cavallera and Justin Edwards, and they were on trains and things. Yeah. Um, that is just about the best thing I have. It's mm. called na- pl- Train Now Departing yeah. From or something yeah. like that. That is one of the best things I have yeah. ever, ever heard on the radio. It was and, brilliant. Uh, North North by Northamptonshire as well is brilliant. Yes, right. Yeah. Yes, I unfortunately I um the, so sounds only has bits and bobs of that, and they so you listen to one episode and then it cuts about two and a half seasons into the future. And, oh, um, oh, yes, give it's all it a bit. Give it a week and the whole lot <clears> will be on probably. It's all a bit strange, mm. but she's she's a fantastic yeah. writer. And I thought this week I haven't I don't think I've heard or seen her act before, but she was very good, and that whole thing was very good. Yes. Yes. Which was what you were about to say before I got yes. off on. Yes, yes. Um, last week, Harriet and I said they are. Alice is loading far too much on herself, and she is taking an awful lot on, considering she's somebody who is very early into her yeah. uh, sobriety journey. And you know, you yeah. uh, she need, she's not. She's throwing herself under everything and and, and into everything and 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 protecting everybody else and exposing herself and everything well in the, you know exposing her vulnerability and um all that and uh and this week that's exactly what happened and she said you know but she, but it was i thought that because people on twitter were going why is this woman being so horrible to her why is she being she so wasn't rude? at all she no. wasn't but what she was saying no. because she was talking about the selfishness and the any excuse and um i thought it was really interesting uh, yep. about the way an addict thinks and the way, like she said, it's lying in wait for you, just waiting for you to yep. give yourself the excuse to go, ah, Dave, it's yeah. their fault. They've all piled it on yeah, me. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going to yeah, crack yeah. and then it will be I really fault. don't have never. a choice anymore. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. 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 And I thought that was, that was um, excellent. I thought, the line, I thought the line about I'm not your friend yeah. Was, yeah. was excellent. Yeah. That's really, that really made the point. And, and it must the, have been... The sort of the therapeutic relationship as well. Yeah. Mm. Although it seemed so, it's that whole thing was so well done because uh, Alice did react to it. She mm. did. She did feel like she was being yeah, um, sort of slapped down. Yeah. Uh, and then came round at the end. Yeah. I think and because that, the that, danger is that if you overdo it, mm. the person's going to say, "Right, well, if even you don't yeah, support yeah, me, right, then exactly. I will, and then it will be your yeah. fault." You know, it's yeah. always not no. your own fault. It's someone else's. Yeah. I mm. thought that whole approach by Lisa was. Perfectly judged yeah. and really well written yeah. and really well acted. Yeah, and I, and also I it was stop obsessing about yourself and think right, who else can I help? And then when you go out and say to somebody else, "I, uh, this is how I did it. Do you need help? Th- you know, this is what I experienced. This is how far I've come." It then reinforces. It's very clever because obviously it reinforces in your own mind then how far you've gone and how much you'd have to risk if you went back again. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Well done. Catherine Jakeways. You've all done very well. Did you did you see Catherine Jakeways tweet? She said her only regret was that her mum had died before she could hear her. I did, and she had a digestive for her. Yes, I did see. Yes, because I follow her. You know. Yeah. She doesn't follow me. No, she follows me. Mm, Yes, Mm. yes, I know. I I think I told you once or twice. Mm, Yes. Mm. mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, letter from Christopher Sanderson here. Letter. Hello, Christopher. I'm now saying I'm, I'm pretending I'm opening envelopes to silver. Letter opener. Um, bum, bum, we should bum. get sound effect for that. Uh, he says, just a quick message to say how much I enjoy the podcast, especially after Lucy got her new microphone. <laughs> See, somebody pays attention. However, I did want to tell you about a surreal thought which went through my head. You were talking about Alice and Chris travelling to London to find Rury and mentioned something about them travelling on public transport. My thought turned immediately to the underground and the fact that the actor who plays David Archer can be heard during the, doing the announcements oh, on the Piccadilly the line. Gap. That's right. Yes. So imagine Chris and Alice travelling on the tube and hearing Tim Bentick's voice <laughs> and wondering why David was <laughs> David was telling them to mind the gap. That's true. Does he? I don't think he still does it, does he? Oh, don't ask me. I no idea. I've been line for ages because it's so bloody slow and bouncy. Anyway, Owen Kiffin, just a short message this week about responsible broadcasting. Podcasting, rather. I just listened to the podcast. I am away with Mrs. Kiffin for a long weekend in foreign parts. I am now distressed, extremely distressed. Where the badgery fuck am I going to get a bread and butter pudding and proper bird's custard in Palermo <laughs> to sate the overwhelming need I now have for this? Thanks for everything, except for planting that bread and butter seed in my mind. Anna, I'm come sorry, on. sorry, Owen. Owen, if you're in Palermo, then you can 
make up for the lack of bread of butter pudding with lots and lots and lots of other enormously delicious things. So I don't have too much sympathy, if I'm honest. It's funny though, isn't it? When somebody, when you do have a craving for something, when you get it in your head, it doesn't go. When it's a food thing, it doesn't with me yeah. anyway. Yeah. But I, I, I've been to Palermo and I'm pretty sure that I would be able to console myself more than... Yes, maybe. More than well enough. I think he could He could probably cobble one together, get mm. some <coughs> bruschetta, have an ice, have an, scrape or, the tomato have, off it. Or have a, an ice, uh, ice, cream, uh, ice cream in a bun. They oh, do yeah. ice cream in, in buns down Ooh. there. You're an ice cream sandwich, which is actually a sandwich. Yummy. Yes. Sandwich. You say that very poshly. Sandwich. I could say a sandwich, if that's better. <laughs> a sanger. A piece. You know... It's, um, an, ice, it's an ice cream piece. <laughs> you know, um, uh, Catherine Palazzola gave us her bonkers theory last week, uh, two weeks ago, about Eric and Jacob actually being the same person. And that she, he just sort of put on a hat and came back and went, Ah, oh, my brother is such an old funny daddy. But it's look at a me. me. <laughs> yes, I am sexy Eric. Anyway. Um, so basically, yeah, um, uh, uh, the, uh, what are they called? Those two Nintendo brothers. Uh, yes, the, yes, um, whoever they are. Um, Mario and, and, yeah. and the other one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Catherine says, Katie says, because um, we said, uh, she said, I need da, 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 and we said, no, what you need to do is have a bit of sleep, Katie, because you're clearly losing your marbles. <laughs> she said, you are right, Lucy, I could use to catch up on my sleep. My Josie has been keeping me up all hours. I think she's having some wild toddler dreams because the other night she woke me with my umbrella and has oh. also been blearily suggesting trips to Trader Joe's in the wee hours. I've explained that if she doesn't get her beauty sleep, she'll never be a baby model like Nebula and Black Hole. But now <laughs> that the Jakob theory has at least one fan thank you joe from last week i think it is safe to say it has legs and would like to suggest harriet write a little sketchy sketch about jacob and his bunburying so you uh, oh no mr jeff are going no, to have to no, play no, no, no. both jacob and uh eric great okay? so now i can play two characters unconvincingly instead of just one absolutely I loved last week's restaurant review. No matter how hard I try to picture Febreze as a human, he always pops into my head as a fabulous, colourful Muppet, which makes me laugh all the more. <laughs> it's not the first is, time I, that you have he's been, been called, called a, a Muppet. Uh, who, sorry, who's been called he a Muppet? Has. I hope he that's has, taken as you. a compliment as it is meant. Um, yes. Well, th th you were a bit short on theories there, uh, Catherine. I think you need to come up with some more, some more, some more, some more. Some more. Uh, okay. Now, James Everett is time-travelling. I don't know why, but anyway. James, as you may know, is the founder and only member of the Pip Archer fan club, uh, the PAFC. <laughs> um, he said, in a strange does turn he, of does events... Does he get state funding for that? He gets sectioned for that, I think. Arts Council I've travelled back in time to average 2010. Uh, so far, there's been two deaths, Phil and Sid, two pregnancies, Helen and Emma, a wedding, Chris and Alice. We've had the first Deck the Halls, Krusty now getting into bird watching and wildlife. Rory has played his first game of Cluedo. And there's <laughs> been a hat exhibition. Maybe a predecessor to Hats I've Known. Yes, Hats I've Known. What a crazy time. And I do see why Kathy was made a silent character. <gasps> James, that's not nice. Why? Uh, he's, well, he doesn't like her, obviously. Um, no, but why? He's, why what? Why doesn't he like why, her? Is, yes. Well, he obviously just doesn't think she's got a nice voice or something. I don't know. Um... He said, where is Pip? It is her birthday. Not happy. Crossface. Then said, we are very lucky to have the Helen we have today. Pregnant Helen was so much worse. This is true. I remember pregnant Helen and the um, absolute fury she, she engendered in me because she went round telling Emma, who'd already had about 17 children by then, uh, how, what she was doing wrong. Uh, you know, one of those wonderful people that yeah, has uh, their first uh, yeah. baby, has read all she the books. Read all the books. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and tells you, I'm never going to let my child eat, eat, you know, chocolate. And you think, no. well, good luck getting and to do the, anything and ever. And that we're doing the such and such yes. approach. And yes. Yeah, mm. yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, uh, I, there is, a, there is, of course, when, particularly when you have your, your first uh, child, there is a tendency to read all the books because, to put it bluntly, you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. 
Um, but I don't think I ever felt the need to tell anybody else what to do. And definitely, by the time we were about three months in, I'm like, sod all of that. I'm Does doing whatever. Know what we're doing? Whatever works today is yeah. what I'm doing. And I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, but, but that has just reminded me of something that uh, another Mr. Newbie question uh, that came up this week. Krusty said something about, uh, let me see if I can find it. She said, when she came back to Ambridge, Ambridge after Wren. Yes. Wren was the child that she had with Tom that she miscarried. Ah. Yes. I did know that. I'd forgotten mm-hmm. that. I did know that. I, know, I was, it was obviously before my time. Yeah. But, um, but I had heard about that. Now yes. I think about it. Okay. I'd yes. forgotten the name. That was yes. more. Okay. Yes. Slightly unusual name. Was it short for something? No, nope, It's just Wren as in W-R-E-N. Um, uh, not as in Ren and Stimpy. That would have been yes. Weird. No, that's what I'd written down. <laughs> and Stimpy queer. I loved Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> it's a miscarried baby. You can't talk about Ren and Stimpy. But yeah, oh, all right, okay. Uh, but yes, that was because um, uh, because because obviously they didn't know the, the 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 gender of the baby, and they she sort of wanted a name that summed up her interest in yeah, nature yeah, and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a sweet yeah. name actually. Yeah, it's a very sweet name. Yeah. Um. Right, now, it's the script. Oh. Yes, look, I put the little flashy thing there. Flashy, 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 flashy. But that's that's your bit, it's in blue. Oh, it doesn't matter. And now, let's go over to Radio Borsetshire, where Febreze wants to discuss Valentine's Day. Radio Borsetshire. Colin, Colin, if you have had jewellery made for someone and it is no longer needed, but you have receipt, can you take it back? Even if it was handmade for their finger, I am sure other people have same size fingers. Small, stub ones. Oh, and it have lyrics from Lady Gaga song inside. Lyrics that it turn out mean nothing. No, no, of course I am not. In my glass? Water. I don't know why it has iced lemon and umbrella. It is an accident. I am fine. Are you fine? You look fine. Yes? No. Oh, oh, now. Hello, hello. It is me, Febreze of Felbersham, looking like I have just stepped out of the salon because I have. Good old Febreze, no one take him serious. No one care about his feeling. Anyway, here we are doing the Valentine's Day one, so that is good, isn't it? Everyone love Valentine's Day, putting all that effort in, shaving kegs, tinting eyebrows, buying card, buying flower, making Stopify playlist, cooking special goat and then eating special goat all by self while cry. Let's go over to our callers and see if everyone else actually managed to have nice time. Who is first? Oh, Mrs. Crater. Hello, Mrs. Crater. Hello, Febreze. I was just ringing to say that for older couples, things can get stale, and Valentine's Day is an ideal way to put a bit of oomph back into your love life. Me and my Neil like a bit of role play, for example. I play a dominating shop manager, and he plays a terrified customer. You'd be amazed how much fun you can have with a pricing gun. Oh, that explains a lot. Neil had reduced to clear on the crotch of his overall last time I saw him. Who else do we have? Hi, Febreze. I can recommend spending Valentine's Day completely naked. It's a great way to get back in touch with your partner, to see them as they really are, and to become entirely comfortable with your body. We did it this time and it really made a difference. Obviously, Ed found the quad bike a bit uncomfortable, especially over the cattle grids, but I loved it. Oh, I am too shy to do that. Yesterday, next door's cat Craig Revel Orwood stared in at me when I got out of shower. And they look angry, so I put the robe on quick. Oh, here is Fallon. They say the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, Febreze. I don't. 
I say it is straight through his ribcage with a pair of straighteners. Okay, well maybe, but anyway, it's a great day to show your love for someone by cooking something really special. Maybe with aphrodisiac qualities, oysters, or rich chocolate mousse. I need to spell things out to harassment in quite specific terms, so I had to make a bakewell tart in the shape of a willy, but we got there in the end. I see. Yes. And what would you recommend to serve to someone who said he loved you, but has just got engaged to lanky idiot in rainbow leggings? Are you okay, Febreze? Has something happened? Oh no, I'm fine. Absolutely fine. But it is nice for you to care, Fallon. It is nice that someone does. Can someone just tell me what sort of name is Skylight? Might as well call him Sunroof. Ha ha! Sunroof. No, thank you, Colin. I do not want to stop. I am having a nice time. It is important that the people at Borchester Carpet Warehouse know who they are working with. A cross-doubling cheater. Not like a David Attenborough cheater, but run really fast. I mean someone who says they are just figuring out who they are and cannot commit. And really, they are having sexy time with patio doors or whatever he is called. Well, I am still here, Mr. Declan, and I have got my radio show. And what have you got? A lot of carpet and a warehouse. And a skinny man from Birmingham who have very shiny chakras. Ha ha! Let's have a sing sing. Come on, Colin, join in. Let it go! Let it go! We apologise for the loss of sound to Fabrizi's studio there, ladies and gentlemen. In place of Fabrizi's show, we hope you'll enjoy an interview with local farmer Tom Archer. Join us for Me and My Sausage in just a moment. Radio Borsetshire Thank you, Febreze. You could do the next bit. I'm tired. <laughs> Uh, it's oh, I think I even know which one it is. It's Goon Show. It's the Curse of Frankenstein, I think, where um, Grit Pipe Thin says to Moriarty, I think he says, uh, uh, Moriarty, could you could you read my lines for me, dear boy? I'm terribly tired. <laughs> and uh, and and uh, Moriarty proceeds to read Grit Pipe Thin's lines for him. <laughs> so okay, terribly drunk. They used to yes. drink brandy and milk at the side of the stage. Yes, a brandy. Oh. That's right. Yes. Uh, I, t- I talked about the um, the Archers reference in that 1953 Goon yes. show, I think, didn't I? Yes. yes. So. Well, I won't talk about it again then. They also used uh, to do um, quite a lot of Mrs. Dale's Diary. Lots of the comedy shows did. Mm, yeah. So they'd suddenly somebody would suddenly say, I'm worried about Jim, in the middle of it, something completely incongruous. <laughs> and it was because it was all Mrs. Dale ever seemed to say, was be worried about Jim. Ah, right, so anyway, back to the script. Yes. Uh, if you would like to visit patreon.com and look up Ambridge on the Couch, you can support us at any subscription level. Our next Patreon Zoomathon is next week on the 21st of February, and links will be sent out shortly. Kerry Davis is at this very moment, and we have a webcam in his house. We can yeah. see him doing Don't it. Don't tell him! <laughs> I've been there like, for ages, he, he doesn't he know! Won't, won't. <laughs> oh, have I blown that? Oh, dear. Oh. I've blown our network. <laughs> Kerry, Kerry Davis is at this very moment reviewing your poems, and Probably. the winner will be announced at the Zoomathon. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter at, at OnAmbridge, Febreze is at FabulousFebreze, or you can email us at AmbridgeOnTheCouch at gmail.com. And I need, I've had lots of nice messages. I have had to go to the hostel this week. Mm. Uh, oh, have you? Yes. Oh, dear. You didn't know, did you? <laughs> yes, I bloody did. Yes, all right. I had to Read, go. Readers, listeners, <laughs> Lucy, went, Lucy went to the hospital yesterday under, what's duress. the word? Duress. Suffrage. She did not want to go, and I am very bloody glad that she did. Uh, because... Um, yes, I thought I had nothing, and Jeff basically 
for you didn't so much for you can't really force somebody when you're 300 miles no, away, I did, but, you sort of, but i did stitch you up in you, yes he stitched me up and forced me to go and i was about to go i was about to discharge myself and go home because i thought oh this is a waste of time and they said guess what we found a clot on your lung and it all got a bit exciting for a minute so uh and i was tweeting about it because i was having quite it's very interesting hospitals anyway um if you're not that poorly obviously not so interesting if you're very very poorly um and i was tweeting from there and i had lots of messages from people saying oh goodness i were right so yes i am all right thank you all very much for your kind messages and i am now back and i have to inject myself in the stomach every day which is not nice um but uh i am getting much 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 better so thank you for all your kind words you're not getting much, much, much better. You're getting a bit better. And this does not mean you can go back to decathlon training tomorrow. <laughs> We've talked about the decathlon training. Yes. Yes. I'm not going to make it, am I? I'm no. not going to hit net zero or whatever it is Kate keeps running on about. <laughs> Unless I start immediately. Um, uh, do you want to know what Matt Rodriguez Payne's tune is this week? Yes, I do. What is it? I, I, I actually don't know what it is. I haven't seen the emails. Okay. If I said to you, Ina Sharples... Uh, is, is that's uh, that's Corrie, isn't it? Yes, it is yeah. Coronation Street. Oh, this ought to be good. I really like the Coronation Street theme. I think it's very nice. You like a bit theme. of brass, don't you? I love a bit of brass. I do exactly. Yes, yeah. I always this. I always do the. the <laughs> oh, my, my lips aren't. I can't quite. I can't do it. But the, you know, you know the thing. I yes. always do that when I hear the theme tune. You, yes. Good. Okay. Um, so, can you say goodbye to the nice girls and boys now, please? Goodbye to the nice boys and girls now, please. And uh, goodbye, everybody. And uh, Harriet, with her various broken limbs, will be uh, back with us next week, probably recording from the orthopaedic ward of um, a hospital in West London. Uh, and we will now play the tune. Yeah, yeah. That was actually quite cool and jazzy, wasn't it? It was a very nice sort of swing feel yeah. to it. it no, I loved that. I think that might be my favourite yet. Yeah, it was, was much cooler excellent. than the actual Coronation Street theme, which is a bit <clears throat> yes. and miserable, isn't it? Yes, I think Matt ought to perhaps, uh, yeah. um, um, submit that to ITV as a, an update. To, yeah, uh, like um, uh, who's which? Which of the soaps updated their theme? Like oh, it was Emmerdale, wasn't it? I don't know. Emmerdale went from a very um, old style sort of strings and, and a cornet or something. Now drum and or bass. A, or a clarinet. <laughs> yes. It's a junglist version of the... <laughs> Respect everyone in the junglist massive. They got the wool pack. <laughs> no, but they, um, they, they, they updated the, the theme tune. Oh, okay. Um, much to my chagrin, I have to say. Uh, but uh, yeah, perhaps that would be better than the existing theme tune. So yes. Matt, get on that. <laughs> yes, because you haven't got enough to do with his house falling down around his ears. Bless him. <clears throat> uh, right, we can go now if you like. Uh, yeah, right then, I suppose. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. See you later. Goodbye, right. everybody. Love Thank you, everybody. Lots. Love you lots. Bye bye. Oh God. <laughs> Liberace's off again. Bye.